Psalms 75, verse 8. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. The children of God have been given a cup to drink, and it's full of mixture. In this cup is sweet and bitter, faith and fear, health and sickness, joy and sorrow, life and death, a cup full of mixture. When Jesus speaks of the cup of salvation in Matthew 25, 7, he says, Drink ye all of it. This life is fraught with many troubles, even a journey through a field of landmines and snares. When facing these definite dangers, it is so beautiful to have a promise as magnificent as the ordering of steps. Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three: The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. It's true that the life of the blood-bought is a journey through a field of landmines, but God masterfully orders our steps, and we pass by safely. Imagine that God sets the table for us in the presence of our enemies, and I promise you, we do not dine anxiously. Psalms 23, 5, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again, as Jesus declares in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again means exactly what it says. Born a second time. This time of the Spirit of God. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you do, you will participate in the greatest miracle man can know. Today, all of your sins and the shame of them will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. God remembers them no more. Today, the chains of all of Satan's bondages will be snapped. No matter how daunting, you will be a new creature. Today your life will begin anew. Here is the simple prompt. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Luke 17, 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God said, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God said, Acts chapter 20, verse 35, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Man said, What's in it for me? Satisfying, satisfying my desires and my family's desires is job number one. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, Feature 1141. 
that will once again contend for the faith of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as fishing bait for God's fishers of men. Every Thursday, eat God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. They always end up at our house. And the rhyme and reason is that the foundation of all that is true lives at our house. 2,000 years ago, Jesus declares an invisible kingdom. Science now theorizes that one or more invisible kingdoms exist. Once again, this short series will establish the absolute primacy of God's holy book. Foundational experts from God Said, Man Said features follow. God Said, Man Said, an invisible, yet so very visible, kingdom of God, part two. Science's relatively new discoveries suggest that there are such things as black holes, warm holes, quantum physics, extra dimensions, and a parallel universe or universes. Once again, they are tripping over the word of God, but they don't know they've stumbled. Science now theorizes that there may be an extra dimension or dimensions in which lives a parallel universe or metaverse. Our physical universe has three dimensions of width, height, and length. Einstein added time-space to the equation. Ephesians 3.18 clearly describes four dimensions. May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. In the verse just read, the two dimensions seem redundant and they are depth and height. For the sake of this feature, the extra dimension depth will be the place where the invisible universe dwells that Jesus calls the kingdom of God, Luke 17, 20 and 21. Let me read it again. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The definition for depth and height could both satisfy the parameters to qualify as the fourth dimension of the invisible kingdom. We favor the dimension of depth. Noel Webster gives the following examples in his definition of depth. A deep place, the sea, the ocean, the abyss, a gulf of infinite profundity, the middle of a height of a season as the depth of winter, or the middle, the darkest or stillest part as the depth of night, or the inner part, a part remote from the border, as the depth of a wood or forest. Abstruseness, obscurity, that which is not easily explored as the depth of a science. Unsearchableness, infinity, the breadth and depth of the love of Christ are its vast extent. There is a fourth dimension. There is an invisible metaverse and it's called the kingdom of God. The extensive focus of the scriptures is instruction for walking in the spirit, which is this invisible kingdom. Regarding the invisible universe, you'll find the following from feature one of this series. In the June 2011 issue of Discover Magazine under the heading The Hidden Reality, 
Writer Brian Greene addresses the theoretical and evolving science behind the concept of black holes, wormholes, quantum physics, and a parallel universe or universes. These subjects have been addressed on God Said, Man Said, but in this feature, we will see today's scientists once again knocking on heaven's door. The following excerpts are from Green's article. While Andrew Hamilton delves into the extreme realities inside black holes, physicist Brian Green explains how properties at the black hole's surface, its event horizon, suggest the unsettling theory that our world is a mere representation of another universe, a shadow of the realm where real events take place. With its hegemony diminished, the universe has given way to other terms that capture the wider canvas on which the totality of reality may be painted. Parallel worlds, or parallel universes, or multiple universes, or, or alternative universes, or the metaverse, megaverse, or multiverse, they're all synonymous, and they're all among the words used to embrace not just our universe, but a spectrum of others that may be out there. If this line of reasoning is correct, and there are physical processes taking place on some distant surface that, much as a puppeteer pulls strings, are fully linked to the processes taking place in my fingers, arms, and brain as I type these words at my desk. Our experiences here, and that distant reality there, would form the most interlocked of parallel worlds. Phenomenon in the two, I'll call them holographic parallel universes, would be so fully joined that their respective evolutions would be as connected as me and my shadow, end of quote. Yes, there is a parallel universe that is invisible to the natural eye. The Bible calls it the kingdom of God, and the amazing thing is that the believer is fully aware of it and literally traffics in it. Yes, there is an outside source, an outside shepherd, a good or evil one, dictating actions and leading to a final destination. The amazing thing is that we choose the shepherd, good or evil, and exactly opposite of each other. When science comes knocking at the door, it will discover that the children of the kingdom were already there the whole time, end of quote. The world's leadership is blind, but has convinced themselves and their equally blind followers that they can in fact see. The May 4, 2022 headline on the LiveScience.com read, Our universe may have a twin that runs backward in time. The lead sentence of that article reads, A wild new theory suggests there may be another anti-universe running backward in time prior to the Big Bang. End of quote. The latest theory is not only an invisible universe traveling in the opposite direction of our present universe, but the issue began at the beginning. God said, man said, saints know something similar to the opposite universe. We know it as the 180-degree principle or the principle of the opposites. It all began at our beginning in the Garden of Eden. 
A circle has 360 degrees, and at the 180-degree mark, one would be at exact opposite positions. Brief examples of the 180 and the dualities of the two camps, the two universes, include God is love, Satan is hate, God is light, Satan is darkness, God is peace, Satan is turmoil, God is certainty, Satan is confusion, God is life, Satan is death. Notice like measures, but opposite ends of the yardstick. The opposites are ever so apparent in the two universes that are running parallel, but in opposite directions. God's word admonishes concerning the invisible kingdom in 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Considering the opposites, consider the day Jesus died, a day of blasphemy and, if ever, a day of infamy. What the world saw was a young Jewish man hanging between two thieves on a cross of crucifixion. The Jewish leadership accused this man of being a sorcerer, a false prophet, and a bastard, literally fatherless child. Nothing could have been more 180 degrees out. This man was falsely accused and judged, beaten and spat upon. He was scourged, and a crown of thorns was struck upon his head. This Christ was nailed to a wooden cross, taunted and ridiculed, and perished there a naked and humiliated pauper. That's what the world saw the day Jesus died. Even his followers thought all had been lost. But that's not what Satan saw the day Jesus died. When Jesus said it is finished in John 19.30, Satan's stranglehold on the lost sons and daughters of Adam was shattered. All that call upon this Christ of Calvary are saved and delivered from the devil's dark dungeons. All the devils now flee from the born-again's confession of faith and yield to the authority they take. This cross of shame and despair became the cross of glory and the blessed hope. This marvelous cross of suffering was the price paid to make born-again possible, and born-again is the porthole by which the redeemed enter the invisible kingdom of God. Opposites rule in the metaverse we know as the kingdom of God. It is surely true. When we enter the invisible kingdom of God, all things become new and opposite. Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Again, Acts 20, verse 35, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. In the marketing world, it is known as one of the four powers of mass motivation. The world's number one motivator is personal interest or simply what's in it for me. In the kingdom of God, it is more blessed to give than to receive the opposite. The kingdom of this world revels in earthly riches. The population is consumed by being the richest, the person who has accumulated the most wealth. As mentioned earlier, 
Jesus Christ, the creator and owner of the earth and its universe, unquestionably the richest of all, died on Golgotha's hill a naked pauper. He gave his flesh for the life of the lost. In the invisible kingdom of God, this is how wealth is measured, how marvelously opposite it is. There is a battle raging for your soul and for the souls you will reach for Christ. Satan and his devils ferociously resist in order to keep their captives from crossing through the born-again portal to the invisible kingdom. Consider these magnificent verses, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians six twelve through 17. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Our kingdom moves in the opposite direction of the kingdom of this world, and it started at the beginning. Consider these additional examples of amazing opposites. Matthew ten thirty nine: He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew five forty four and 45. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. The final excerpts are again from the feature and invisible, yet so very visible, Kingdom of God, Part 2. Something out of this world, unique and even bizarre, belongs to the born again. We once dwelt in their universe and sat in blind darkness, even as they presently do, and we thought their same vacuous thoughts. But one day, we saw for the first time. We saw a great light and were born again born a most literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Born again is the portal by which we pass through the thinnest of membranes into the parallel, invisible metaverse into the kingdom of God. Man, this is so beyond the lexicon, the invisible kingdom of God. We can look through the membrane that separates us and see the carnal, but they cannot see us. They are blind. We know their thoughts because we once thought them too. But our thoughts, they cannot think. They are spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, and they are fully ignorant of their dilemma. Is it true? Did Jesus get it right? Is there an invisible universe, the ultimate metaverse? Irrefutable proof is found in the marvelous miracle of a transformed life. 
Sons and daughters of God come into the kingdom in a variety of ways, and each testimony is different, but the results are always the same. They are born again. And yes, new creatures, brand new, and they have entered the invisible kingdom. I personally came out of deep devil bondage. I sat in darkness. I began to see little sparks of light. The Holy Ghost was drawing me to the light. I was in the valley of decision, and a mighty struggle between darkness and the light raged. Satan's minions fought ferociously to keep the chains of my bondage secure, but the mighty word of God, Jesus Christ, prevailed. On the evening of November 8, 1970, my wife of just a couple weeks and I chose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Satan's dark dungeon gates were busted wide open, and we saw the light. Out of the devil's blind bondage, we came stepping high, and with each step, the chains simply shattered. We were born again. Hallelujah. We had passed through the portal. Jesus calls born again into the invisible kingdom of God that science is beginning to detect in which they call the invisible metaverse. And man, is it real. I thank God for the prayers of the mighty saints who stood in the gap before the Lord on my behalf. The transformed life is proof of this invisible universe, the metaverse that Jesus calls the kingdom of God. Everything changes at born again, the portal to the new and opposite universe. A short time after giving my life to Christ, a young lady, a sales clerk at a men's clothing store, asked me what I did for fun. I was in the store selling advertising to the owner. Before salvation, I had managed his store, and he had given her parts of my testimony. I answered the young lady's question about what I did for fun. I told her, I read my Bible every chance I get. I pray, sing, and clap my hands unto the Lord in praise. I pass out gospel tracts to the unsaved. I go to church several times a week. I fellowship with the saints and win lost souls to Christ. That's what I do for fun. She looked at me incredulously. She couldn't see me. I was living in a universe invisible to her, but I could surely see her. Had she asked me that very same question just minutes before I gave my life to Jesus Christ, she would have received an answer absolutely 180 degrees out. Not one of the likes listed above would have been mentioned, not one. The born-again live in the invisible metaverse scientists now theorize exist. When one is born again, listen now, this is the actual portal by which the marvelous invisible kingdom of God is entered. Again, Jesus declares it so in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Everything is new and opposite in the glorious kingdom. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Things that are all new in God's invisible metaverse, the redeemed receive a new language. Prior to my salvation, friends of the old me audited my conversation. They thought it was humorous that one out of every four words I spoke was filthy. The night I gave my heart to Christ, the evil talking ended immediately. The evil spirits that once dwelt in my, dwelt in my vessel were evicted by the Holy Ghost, and now God's Spirit and His good words now reside. We start with a new language, brand new. 
One sure vital sign for the children of God is a hunger and thirst for the words of God. Just as physical man eats bread to grow and sustain life, the new spiritual man eats words. Revelation 19:13 says of Jesus Christ, and his name is called the Word of God. Now consider John 6:51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. We have new food in the kingdom of God. We eat the word of God. The children of the kingdom of God have a new and deep desire to attend church and to be taught and to participate in the glory of God. We do not attend grudgingly. No, it is the high point of the week. We become God-willed, not self-willed. We actually pay tithes into the invisible kingdom and do it joyfully. It's totally new. The residents of the invisible kingdom look to give instead of receive. The born-again follow new diets and enjoy new entertainment and so much more. This new and invisible kingdom has its own currency. All things are purchased with childlike faith. A short list of new things follow from last week's feature. Born again is the portal by which the believer enters the invisible kingdom. We receive a new father. We are given a new name. Our new name is recorded on a birth certificate and entered into the Lamb's Book of Life. We receive a new mind. We receive a new heart. We are given a new purpose. We are given a book full of promises and the Holy Ghost tutor on board to lead and guide in all truth. We are given the blessed hope, eternal life in Christ Jesus which swallows the fear of death with one single Holy Ghost gulp. I could add so many more, such as the steps of God's children are ordered by the Lord. Angels encamp about us. We receive supernatural gifts of the Holy Ghost. We receive the nine fruits of the Spirit. The born again receive five supernatural gifts of ministry. Surely this list is far from exhaustive. Jesus speaks about born again in the invisible kingdom of God and compares it to the wind in John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof. But canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. Jesus Christ compares the invisible realm of the kingdom of God to the wind. Wind defies the eye, unless we take into account its effects. The ocean waves, the trees' leaves, and the branches moving, the feel of it upon the skin, the aftermath of tornadoes and the like. No one would contest the statement the wind is one of the world's most powerful forces. The effects of the invisible kingdom of God, invisible like the wind, are hugely universal. No man, no group of men or kingdoms of men have impacted the world for good more than Christ Jesus. No book or groups of books have impacted the world for good like the one Jesus Christ declared unto man, God's holy Bible. The followers of Christ have marched forth in his name, armed with commandments of love, and have turned the world upside down. Organizations working in the name of God's precious Son, Jesus, have fed more hungry, housed and clothed more poor, 
ministered to more sick, visited more prisoners, and educated more illiterate than all the world's other organizations combined. In his name, more broken hearts have been mended, more broken homes restored, more hope given to the hopeless, more widows and orphans cared for than by any other. In his name, untold multitudes of alcoholics and drug addicts have been delivered and restored to their households. Prostitutes have been redeemed and wayward children restored to their families. In Jesus' name, more hospitals have been commissioned, more colleges and universities established, more missionaries funded and dispatched, and more charitable organizations chartered than by any other name. Like the wind, the results of this invisible kingdom are everywhere for the discerning eye to consider, and they move in the opposite direction from the very beginning. Certainly, there is an invisible metaverse, and untold millions have passed through the Holy Ghost portal Jesus calls born again through the thinnest of membranes unto the other side. The beloved of the Lord know it as the kingdom of God, and they walk up and down in it every day. Once again, science is knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Yes, there is a metaverse, and it moves opposite to the one we live in and has since the beginning. God said, Luke 17, 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For, the, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. God said, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God said, Acts twenty thirty five. I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Man said, what's in it for me? Satisfying my desires and my family's desires is job number one. Now you have the record. 